0: through a pandemic, solutions that you can live with. Hi, I'm Dr. Eric Spann, Medical Director of Baxter Regional Hometown Clinics and a very happily employed physician at Baxter Regional Health System. I also happen to be the author, as of late, of the What's Up Doc podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and also our YouTube channel called What's Up Doc. So please feel free to subscribe to both and share them if you find this presentation worth your time. This video was prepared at the request of the leaders of the Schliemann Center for Women's Health Education, which is part of Baxter Regional Medical Center's effort to provide superior health care for women at all stages of their lives. At the Schleeman Center for Women's Health Education, their goals are to help women choose a pathway for complete wellness and balance in everyday life, to inspire and motivate women to make positive changes, to support women in all phases of life and health, and to serve as a resource in our community for comprehensive women's health. Everything that you will hear today is in total harmony and alignment with the above. And our mission at Baxter Regional Hometown Clinics is to help our neighbors live larger lives long-term. What I share with you now by video, I share with my patients on a regular basis, whether regarding body, mind, or spirit. So introduction, the right perspective so because it's warm under these lights i'm going to take the white coat off and let's just talk for a bit oh that's better so our subject today is growing through a pandemic solutions that you can live with by way of introduction let's consider the times and the trials that we face with the rioting political upheaval media frenzy election hyperpartisanship, and of course the covid pandemic it is stressful and difficult but it is not unprecedented during the truly unprecedented World War I, called the war to end all wars at the time, the world dealt with the loss of 50 to 100 million lives from the great influenza epidemic of 1918 to 1920. 500 million people were infected, or at that time, one-third of the world's population. Now, even after almost six months of COVID, we're only at one to two percent of that. I've shared the horrors and tragedies of millions of children in the 1930s through the 50s with polio on our YouTube channel in May and June. This was ongoing during the Great Depression and World War II. And it does seem that our forefathers dealt with these crises better, maybe because the trials of life and survival were more real to them, including childhood death, which was a routine happening, and the media access was manifestly more difficult to access, and we weren't oppressed by 24-7 anything. Polio had a major impact on the American war effort during World War II, both in civilian and military life. And in the early 1940s, the disease caused such a high level of anxiety in parents, medical officials, and even military authorities. During World War II, the polio epidemic killed more servicemen per 1,000 soldiers than COVID kills people under 50 years of age. Can you imagine how our current media and our generations would be acting right now if we were involved in a depression and a world war. It seems beyond the imagination, doesn't it? So I would like to start with some quotes and some questions for you in introducing and framing the matter at hand, and I invite you to carefully consider your own life regarding the attitudes and responsibility that we can either take or leave during such times. But I believe the best medicine for times like ours, and honestly most times, in tough situations is thanks, vision, hope, and purposeful action. Winston Churchill famously said, sometimes when fortune scowls most spitefully, she is preparing her most dazzling gifts. And he also said, the pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. Having involved myself with several of his biographies and his autobiography, Churchill indeed I want you to know had the weight of the world on his shoulders daily. He is credited nearly single-handedly with saving the world from Hitler and the Nazi Third Reich, having borne the burden nearly alone from 1933 to 1944 in England and Europe. He had to overcome severe personal and political obstacles that only a reading of any of his biographies would fully tell. A unique comment from another our own president, John F. Kennedy, was this. He said, when written in Chinese, the word crisis is composed of two characters. One represents danger, the other represents opportunity. Kind of feels like today, doesn't it? I would like to share two great statements by two other great men in similar times as ours who lived four centuries apart. The first is from C.S. Lewis in 1948 from his essay on living in an atomic age. He said to an incoming set of students in seminary, And to the general population, he said, Do not let us begin by exaggerating the novelty of our situation. Believe me, dear sir or madam, you and all whom you love were already sentenced to death before the atomic bomb was ever invented, and quite a high percentage of us were going to die in unpleasant ways. We had indeed one very great advantage over our ancestors, anesthetics. But we have that still, Lewis said. It is perfectly ridiculous to go about whimpering and drawing long faces because the scientists have added one more chance of painful and premature death to a world which already bristled with such chances and in which death itself was not a chance at all but a certainty. This is the first point to be made and the first action to be taken is to pull ourselves together. He went on to say, If we are all going to be destroyed by an atomic bomb, let that bomb, when it comes, find us doing sensible and human things. Praying, working, teaching, reading, listening to music, bathing the children, playing tennis, chatting to a friend over a pint and a game of darts, not huddled together like frightened sheep and thinking about bombs. They may break our bodies, a microbe can do that, he then said, but they need not dominate our minds. What an amazing statement from the 1940s about things that are similar to our day. But what about almost 500 years ago? The second quote I want to take you to is one from Martin Luther in a letter that he wrote to John Hess in 1527 as the plague swept across Germany. He said to Hess, You ought to think this way. Very well, by God's decree, the enemy has sent us poison and deadly a fall. Therefore, I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate, help purify the air, administer medicine, and take it. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order not to become contaminated and thus perchance infect and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. If God should wish to take me, he will surely find me and I have done what he has expected of me and so I am not responsible for either my own death or the death of others. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person but will go freely. So firstly... You're learning a new way to think about all of this and maybe put it in a new perspective. So I'm going to offer you several solutions today. And solution number one is create an optimistic outlook that views the opportunities, not just the obstacles in the current crises we face. Solution number two is to view the issues with logic, not emotion. Keep the issues and risks in perspective. Learn about past times in which others struggled and gained strength from the fact that the vast majority came through it just fine and reestablished a normal life and a healthy life. So part two, motivation. Let's dig into the issues at hand and get some new motivation for how to act and live. So it's important to address what we can do here and now with growth and solutions regarding our current situation First, some questions. It might bring a necessary twinge of pain to sharpen your focus. But, hey, I'm a doctor. That's what we do. We cause pain to help people. So, a question. How have you done physically, mentally, and spiritually since March the 9th? Are you fitter, stronger, more caring, better educated, leaner, or a deeper person than you were before then? Do you command more respect than you did last year? Do people trust you and like you more now than then? Also, are you becoming a more cynical person? Are you becoming more critical and angry? Someone who's pulling into yourself, building up walls to others due to the circumstances that are outside of your reach and your control? Or or are you becoming a more loving person who's better able to serve others because of what you are choosing to do today that is completely within your control? Have you complained more or been more thankful? If you don't like some of the answers you've gotten, let's see if we can help. So let's see if we can share some time that might rev your engine up for more change with this motivation that I want to create.